48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top story is police investigate an apparent murder-suicide in Mao Sun. Hong Kong faces mixed fortunes in the year of the pig. And President Trump burnishes his foreign policy and renews his attack on China in his State of the Union address. A 29-year-old man and his 25-year-old girlfriend have been found dead in a flat in Mount Shan in what appears to be a murder-suicide. Robert Kemp reports. Police received a report at about 8.30 yesterday evening from a woman who said her brother had been found hanging from a rope inside a unit in Markham Street. On arrival at the scene, police found the man hanging and the woman lying unconscious on the bed. The woman had multiple stab wounds. A knife, a cutter, a pair of scissors and two ropes were found inside the unit. Both were certified dead at the scene. The Year of the Pig offers mixed fortunes for Hong Kong, at least according to the fortune stick drawn by Hung Yi Kuk leader Kenneth Lau. Candy Swong has more. Traditionally, the Hung Yi Kuk leader seeks a blessing for the city on the second day of every Lunar New Year. This year, Mr Lau drew stick number 86 at the Che Kung Temple in Sha Tin. This is interpreted as signifying that people have to be cautious whenever they're on the move and it doesn't all go well for profits either. But Mr Lau isn't too worried. He says it means there's a better future for Hong Kong when people support the government and avoid disputes. He added that although the trade war between China and U.S. is still going on, the SAR can weather the storm with prudent financial management. President Trump has used his annual State of the Union address to underline his international achievements, starting with a tough line on trade with China and his efforts to engage with North Korea. Richard Pine has more. Mr. Trump told Congress that Washington's aggressive negotiations with Beijing would end the mainland's alleged theft of U.S. jobs and wealth. And he renewed calls for Beijing to make far-reaching structural changes to industrial policy. The world's two largest economies have 24 days left in a three-month truce before U.S. duty rates are due to rise sharply. Economists have warned that any escalation could be a powerful shock for the global economy. Mr. Trump also announced that his second summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un will take place later this month in Vietnam. He said that if not for his presidency, the U.S. and North Korea would be at war. The president also sought to burnish his foreign policy credentials. He told lawmakers that great nations don't fight endless wars, an apparent reference to his controversial orders to pull all American troops out of Syria and withdraw half of the 14,000-strong force in Afghanistan. President Trump also used the occasion to appeal for compromise in Washington, D.C. We meet tonight at a moment of unlimited potential. As we begin a new Congress... I stand here ready to work with you to achieve historic breakthroughs for all Americans. Millions of our fellow citizens are watching us now gathered in this great chamber, hoping that we will govern not as two parties, but as one nation. Actor Liam Neeson has said he's not racist after earlier confessing that he once set out to kill any black man to exact revenge. In a U.S. television interview, he said he'd been referring to his response when a friend told him she'd been raped by a black man. Neeson said he'd never, he would have reacted the same, whatever the rapist's race or nationality. She just said an Irish or a Scot or a Brit mm-hmm. or a Lithuanian. I, would, I know I would have had the same effect. I was trying to show honour to my stand-up for my dear friend in this, in this terrible medieval fashion. 
And I'm a fairly intelligent guy, and that's why it, it kind of shocked me when I came down to earth after having these horrible feelings. Pope Francis has publicly admitted that there's a problem within the Roman Catholic Church of bishops and priests sexually abusing nuns. He told reporters that this abuse was continuing and he was working to stop it. The Pope said a number of clerics had been suspended. I think it's still taking place because it's not as though the moment you become aware of something, it goes away. It continues and we've been working on this for some time. We have suspended a few clerics and sent some away over this. Should something more be done? Yes. Do we have the will? Yes. But it's a path that we've been on for some time. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Earlier, the Pope also said he's willing to mediate talks between Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro and the opposition leader Juan Guaido, provided both sides request it. He added that the international community would need to take preliminary steps before starting any dialogue. Speaking to journalists during his return from Abu Dhabi, he also said the Venezuelan president had already tried to contact the Vatican. Before the trip, I knew that Maduro had sent a letter. I have not yet read it. I will open the letter, I will see what can be done, but the initial conditions need to be that both sides ask for it, and we are open to this. Venezuelans, who are predominantly Roman Catholic, fear the standoff between Mr. Maduro and Mr. Guaido could descend into civil war. Russia has announced plans to develop new land-based missile systems in response to a U.S. decision to abandon an arms control treaty. Moscow has also pulled out of the Intermediate-Range Pact, raising fears of a new arms race. The BBC's Jonathan Beale reports. The U.S. says Russia already has land-based cruise missiles, the reason why Washington said it was pulling out of the INF Treaty. But Moscow's latest announcement will add to the concerns of a new arms race. Russia's defence minister said work will begin on developing two new missile systems within two years. One will be based on the calibre cruise missile already used by the Russian Navy. Moscow said it will also be developing a land-based hypersonic missile, which could travel five times the speed of sound. French President Emmanuel Macron has announced that his country will mark the anniversary of the Armenian genocide with a National Day of Commemoration on April the 24th. Here's the BBC's Warren Bull. Addressing an annual dinner of the Armenian community in Paris, Mr Macron said France was among the first nations to denounce what he called the murderous hunt of the Armenian people in the Ottoman Empire. France officially recognised the Armenian genocide in 2001 and the commemoration has been declared on the same day that Armenian leaders were rounded up in Istanbul in 1915 at the start of the killings. The modern Republic of Turkey, which grew out of the Ottoman Empire, accepts that widespread slaughter of Armenians did take place, but it denies that the killings were systematically orchestrated or that they constitute a genocide. The British Prime Minister Theresa May has given assurances in Northern Ireland that she's absolutely committed to, to avoiding a return to a hard border with the Irish Republic. Speaking in Belfast, she said that seeking changes to the controversial backstop didn't mean dropping plans for an insurance policy to keep the border open if Britain and the EU fail to reach a deal. The, Brit the Irish MEP and Vice President of the European Parliament, Mary McGuinness, said Mrs May's comments clarify little about what she was actually proposing. 
From a European Union perspective, we're very clear that we have been through the hoops on this. We have looked in detail at what would avoid a hard border on the island of Ireland and come up with the text that's in the withdrawal agreement, which indeed um, the British Prime Minister herself proposed and accepted as the best deal. A new head of retail will take over at Apple in April as the iPhone maker looks to revive sales in a sluggish smartphone market, particularly Greater China, where revenue plunged almost 27% in its most recent quarter. Angela Ahrens will leave Apple in April. She'll be replaced by retail and people's senior vice president Deirdre O'Brien, who will report to chief executive Tim Cook. Apple hired Ahrens away from her position as Burberry's top executive in late 2013. Apple has reached a deal with France to pay back more than a decade's worth of taxes. French media say the company settled the case last December, handing over nearly 600 million U.S. dollars. Apple said it always operated in line with local laws. The BBC's Jean T. Bloom reports. National tax systems have had huge difficulty dealing with the international technology and online giants which have emerged in recent years. Many have been able to massively increase sales across Europe while arranging their accounts so that any profits are made in low-tax economies, like Ireland. France has been leading a fight back, and this deal follows one with Amazon late last year. France believes the long-term solution is an EU-wide tax on such companies, but it's likely to face opposition, not least from countries like Ireland. At the Lunar New Year Cup, J-League side Sagan Tosu beat a Hong Kong 11-4-2 on penalties following a one-all draw at Hong Kong Stadium. It was the second match of the competition. In the first game yesterday afternoon, Shandong Lunang Taishan, Taishan, which finished the previous Chinese Super League season in third place, beat Auckland FC 2-1. Shandong and Sagan Tosu will now play in the final on Thursday. Hong Kong and Auckland will play in the third place playoff of the same day. To end the news, our top stories once again. Police investigate an apparent murder-suicide in Mao Shan. Hong Kong faces mixed fortunes, fortunes in the year of the pig, and President Trump burnishes his foreign policy and renews his attack on China in his State of the Union address. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Pierre. Yeah. is kicking off another hour of the greatest hits of music on RTHK Radio 3. It's the greatest hits of music. I shot Sheriff. But I did not shoot the dead. I shot Sheriff. But I didn't shoot the dead. I swear it wasn't self